Welcome to the Pop Culture Cosmos. And we're back with the Pop Culture Cosmos. This is Gerald Glassford as we return to you for another state of pro wrestling. Please go ahead and give us a shout out whenever you can. Like and subscribe. Be truly appreciated. But it is the state of pro wrestling for March 2023 going into April. And it's that time of the year. It is WrestleMania season. We're smack dab in the middle of it. And most of the card, if not all, has been filled out for WWE WrestleMania. And we're going to talk about that today. Plus a little bit of AEW. And an exciting match happened this past week that we must talk about. But there's nobody better to talk about pro wrestling with me than a good man indeed. you got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today at the PVD Cast. That's pvdcast.com. His latest episode has Colin Devonshire the third. Oh my gosh, that's a pro wrestling name if I ever heard one. <laughs> it is John Orlando. I feel like we should be going out to the ring as our tag team that we talked about last time <laughs> with Colin Devonshire the third as our manager. <laughs> Well, actually, the third is the third appearance for him. So, oh, okay. but still, right. Colin Devonshire is a very good name for a manager. I would certainly give that to, to well, Colin. If he Absolutely. Does, if he does aspire to become a progressing manager, please advise him to add the third on there to make it more heelish. Oh, I heelish. will. <laughs> I certainly <laughs> shall. <laughs> for some reason, it's just more heelish when something happens like that. But it is... WrestleMania, it's that time of the year, and we're going to go ahead and talk about AEW in the final minutes of the show, but right now it is all about the showcase. It's what everybody looks forward to at least once a year, and that is WrestleMania coming to Southern California, SoFi Stadium, Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> I'm never going to let you live that down, my friend. But That's okay. That's all right. But with a roster ready to go ahead and tackle it, plus the entire pro wrestling world heading to SoCal because AEW is going to be there, GCW is going to be there with their Hall of Fame and doing a show. There's a major convention that's going on. Everybody is gearing around. It's just, it's a major industry, not just what WWE does, but what the whole pro wrestling industry does there as well. You know what? And that's that's the one thing that, you know, I think as as longtime fans, we kind of probably never would have thought that, would we have, Gerald, that there would be not just the WWE. It's a whole ecosystem for that week. Yeah, it is. It's like it's all these great independent companies that come to wherever WrestleMania is and you have AEW doing shows. And I assume they're going to do a Ring of Honor show, I, I yeah. presume. And and they you got just basically the epicenter of pro wrestling happening that weekend uh wherever wrestlemania happens to be this year obviously los angeles and sofi stadium uh, so it's a good thing i think that that's you know definitely gives people that are wrestling fans an opportunity to check out some new uh, wrestlers maybe check out a, a new company that you've never checked out before and enjoy it uh you know or plus also go to the wrestlecon that's taking place that there as yeah. well Go check out some of the older wrestlers or retired wrestlers that you can get some autographs from. But to me, you know what it reminds me of, my friend? It reminds me of Black Friday. Now, now hear me out <laughs> okay. when I say this because I, I've been a part of a lot of retail industries in my time. And a lot of these smaller retail industries would let you know that close to 60 to 80% of their business is done over that short window of time known as Black Friday, as far as the mass amount of shopping and spending that's done at that time. For the pro wrestling industry, this is their Black Friday because for all of them, they're all running shows, some of the major shows, all centered around WrestleMania, which is obviously taking the big portion of the pie here. But because WrestleMania week has now transferred itself into a week, and you can celebrate the pro wrestling industry for that seven-day period, a lot of these smaller companies are also just, they're like hanging on to the coattails of WrestleMania. They're, they're, they're biting at that pie a little bit more and more. And that's not a bad thing. I think that no. some people, you know, I think some people might think that that was, you know, maybe that's a bad thing, riding the coattails. No, it's not. I mean, it's, 
why not? It's it, it's the biggest event in pro wrestling is going to be happening. And then, you know, whenever they start, I, I actually tried to think the other day. I don't know. When did they start doing this? When was WrestleMania now becoming this big thing where all these other companies are coming? And I'm, I'm trying to think of it. I know it, it may have started, I think, with WrestleCon doing a convention around it and some appearances, you know, then that it just got bigger about indie companies running right around that because they realized that people are coming from around the world to visit there as far as wherever the WrestleMania locations at. So they so indie promoters smartened up and realized, you know, what, I'm going to run, go ahead and run a, a show near there because I have a captive audience per se. So I think it, it. I think over the years, it's just it started as a trickle, and then became bigger and bigger. Well, off air, we were talking about the WrestleManias that we've attended in person, yeah. and the one that I attended, the first one that I attended, was the one in uh, Chicago, Allstate mm-hmm. Arena. Uh, if I recall, as I looked, WrestleMania 22. I have the posters over here, by the way. That's that oh, nice. <laughs> for folks for folks that were wondering, what are you looking at? I have the two posters for the events. Uh, as well as the ticket stub framed up on my wall here in the office. But I remember the Saturday before the WrestleMania event, which was on a Sunday, that Ring of Honor did a big giant show, like a four-hour show in a nearby suburb of Chicago. But yeah, I don't I don't know. I want to say it's probably been 10 years maybe or 15 years that they've been doing this where you know you get this giant menagerie of pro wrestling going yeah. on right around mania time yeah and again it started out as a trickle started out as appearances i know when they were here in las vegas and they did caesar's palace there was appearances by wrestlers and that were not affiliated with the wwe at that time you know doing stuff as far as memorabilia autograph signings but it has matriculated into so much more as you see a whole like i said ecosystem now for the pro wrestling industry because again you have that captive audience and not just people in southern california you have fans wrestling fans sorry vince mcmahon i'm going to keep on saying wrestling i know you're behind the scenes telling people not to say wrestling and reshooting things because they're saying wrestling but uh there are wrestling fans coming from all around the world just to see what's going on this weekend at wrestlemania and, you know, let's talk about maybe the, some of the matches. You said things are set, and I'm just going to oh. give my my overall opinion real quick. I think that the, quote, main event matches are going well, to be Well, let me solid. go ahead and run down the card. Okay, hear, sure, go ahead. Go ahead. Card. So the, we're going to go ahead and run down the card real quick. I'm just taking a deep breath because I'm, like, almost regretting I'm going to have to say all these things at all at one time. I'm taking a deep breath right now. <laughs> Undisputed WWE Universal Championship match, of course, headlines everything. Roman Reigns defends against Cody Rhodes. SmackDown Women's Championship, Charlotte Flair defends against Rhea Ripley. The Raw Women's Championship, Bianca Belair defends against Asuka. United States Championship, Austin Theory defends against John Cena. Intercontinental Championship triple threat match, Gunther defends against Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. Undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship, the Usos defend against Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Hell in the Cell match, Edge versus Finn Balor. Brock Lesnar versus Omos. Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul. Rey Mysterio gets a chance at his son, Dominic Mysterio. True Stratus, Becky Lynch, Alita versus Damage Control, which is Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky. Women's four-way match, Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez versus Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler versus Natalia and Shotzi versus a team yet to be determined, which will probably be determined later this week, even maybe as early as Raw. Men's four-way tag team showcase match, Braun Strowman and Ricochet versus the Viking Raiders versus the Street Profits versus the Alpha Academy. And of course, heading it all off for WrestleMania SmackDown, Obviously, we there we have the Andre the Giant Battle Royal because they cannot fit that amazingly during a two-day process on Saturday and Sunday anymore. <laughs> so all those wrestlers still get a WrestleMania pay per se, but they get to only be on the SmackDown side of things. And then the Hall of Fame with several inductees already named, including the Andy Kaufman, the Great Muda, and more. Yeah, all that's taking place this upcoming week and weekend overall if i was going 
which I had told you before I would have liked to have gone just because I'm from SoCal. That's actually a, my birthplace is Inglewood, California, where SoFi Stadium is. So kind of always is nostalgic for me to be around there. But this card does not have me doing backflips. I'm not in anticipation for any of the matches. I'm just going to let you know first off and firsthand. See, I'm excited for a, a few of the matches. I feel like the, the, the main event matches, I think, are very good. They're solid. I think they're that solid. These... That I mean, that's that's you know that doesn't get me a backflip. That's just solid, <laughs> solid. I just so, feel like the undercard is is leaves a lot to be desired. Yeah, I, and that that I mean, it's just like solid, and then it goes like uh, 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 from there for me. It's like thank God they're putting this over to two days. They're putting if this had been all a one seven hour card, I think John Orlando and I would have been just like ah. Uh, like zombies of the walking dead or maybe like cordyceps from the last of us as far as that's concerned like after it but i want to ask you this my friend we can start off with any of the matches that you want Uh, you know the thing i think people are looking forward to the most is that is roman reigns finally going to give up the title after two plus years of being the universal championship holder is cody rhodes finally going to take that next next step uh, I mean, he has a lot of fan support. I don't know if it's enough to go ahead and say, let's build a company around him. But I think for reasons, maybe just to get the title off him. And that's what I see with a lot of these matches, especially the title matches. It's just that, okay, you've had the title on for a while. I think it's just time to get it off. I think that's their mindset with the WWE right now. I think that's the first thing we see with this universal championship match is that Roman Reigns, it's just going to have the title take him off, maybe because he wants to do work on something, another project. He just needs to red time off, what have you. He's just going to have the title take him off at him at WrestleMania. I think that um, the main event, that match, Cody versus Roman Reigns, has been built incredibly well. Uh, I think that the promos it's been have built been built well. I agree yeah. with you. I think the promos were, were fantastic. I mean, last night's promo with Cody Rhodes after his match with. Um, Kaiser was was fantastic when he went face to face with um, with Paul Heyman. I'm not so sure. I understand why they're doing it, but I'm not so sure that it's wise to have a match Monday night on Raw, Solo Sokoa versus Cody Rhodes. I don't know if that's a good idea, but I understand they're doing it. They're they're trying to show that he's you know got obstacles in front of him. Can he overcome those obstacles and still? get to the main event, and then hopefully win the title. I guess my question is, there's the old adage, and I think Jim Cornette uses it all the time, we can't miss you if you never go away. So how long does Roman Reigns leave if indeed he does drop the title to Cody? How long is he gone? Is he gone a short amount of time, or is he gone a longer amount of time? Maybe six months, seven months, eight months. Which one would be better because I don't think you can throw away the bloodline just yet. I don't think that that, I think there's still some things that could be played out with that, uh, with that storyline. And I think if you just, well, Roman's going to take some time off. So we're just going to flush it down the toilet. I think the more exciting thing that's gotten fans done, even though, again, I think they botched it a little bit was Sami Zayn mm-hmm. and Kevin Owens versus the Usos connecting on that bloodline connection there. I think that that's probably the hotter of the feuds or the things that are going on right now. I think the fans are looking more to that. I still think that even though Sami Zayn, I thought should have gotten a quick title run to go ahead and pop that crown in Canada. I think that was a mistake there. He's still been able to retain a lot of his enthusiasm with the fans as far as the connectivity is concerned. So your thoughts on those two, the great storyline, them, coming back together, reuniting, and facing off against the Usos for the titles? Well, I think it was kind of somewhat obvious. I will say that the way in which, because as you mentioned, and we talked even off air about, you know, when it came time for that matchup in Montreal, that maybe the smart thing would have been to give a short run to Sami Zayn. But when that didn't happen, it became kind of obvious that we were going to see the Usos take on um, KO and Zayn. I think it's, it's been, I think it's been, revealed very well or, or built very well as I hate to keep using that same verb, but 
I think it's been built very well. Uh, I think that the fans nowadays are smart enough to know that these two have a very long history, that they broke in together, that they've toured all around the place, all around the world, if you will, um, as a tag team, Generico and Steen. And so I, I think that the fans are still riding that Sami Zayn underdog kind of uh, feeling that he gives off. And I think adding, you know, who is the big butt kicker right now, uh, Kevin Owens to the to the mix is just got fans fired up. And I, I think that this will be a very interesting uh, matchup. And I'm curious to see if they uh, put the belts on Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I think they will. I really think they will. I, I think so, line. too. Yeah, I think so, too, because that leads you to take a couple different avenues with the bloodline storyline. So I think that, yeah, I think that the users are going to drop the belts. They didn't have the guts to pull the trigger on Sami Zayn getting the title, which again, I thought was a little bit of a mistake. And I thought it should have led to a three-way here for the main title between him, Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns. I thought that should have been the ultimate was what, how I would have booked it out. But again, this is something where it's got to have a happy ending for people at WrestleMania. So I think that that's probably the one I'd, I'd target to as far as them for sure of, of going over. Uh, there is this possibility of Roman Reigns may retain. I think there's more of a possibility of Owens and Zayn getting the titles at WrestleMania. You're listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos. For the latest news and information, analysis and opinions on the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA, check out the Lakers Fast Break podcast today on wherever you get your podcasts. So let's go back to Roman for a minute because this just popped in my head. Yes. Let's say Roman does drop the belt to Cody mm-hmm. and then he, he disappears to do whatever he's doing and he's gone four or five months. When Coming he comes back, back SummerSlam. Yeah. Okay. We'll say he comes back at SummerSlam. Do you put the belt back on Roman Reigns? Well, it all depends. Like, can Cody Rhodes continue to draw? Does he True. get the ratings? will tell you it's not necessarily house show numbers or raw numbers because they're, they're at where they're at. I think the product is not super hot. The product is not super cold. It's, it's hot in some areas because again, the, the Canada numbers were, were really, really good, but that was a lot because of the nationalistic of Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn at the top of the card people really rooting for that. So a lot of people really were getting behind that there, but overall the business is okay. You know, as far as what we're seeing. So as long as the business stays okay or even good, and then the ratings still say above 2 million viewers for both shows, I think they keep it on Cody Rose for a while, but if not, if it starts to fade a little, they'll, they'll get panicky. You know, the WWE, they like to save. They like the safe thing. They, they don't like going with the, the chance mm-hmm. thing. And so, that's the case i will see them going and putting back on roman reigns at uh, some point in time down the future because if he finishes doing taking time off working on a movie whatever then obviously he's going to make himself available again and that's going to be very tempting to put the strap back on him simple as that yeah agreed i think that that's yeah i'm i'm in the same mind space right with you that yeah depending on how the Cody Rhodes experiment goes, which I, I, you know, you mentioned, do they have faith in him? I think that, I think Cody Rhodes can be that person. I, I truly do. I think that he can put the company on his back and have a very good run with that title and, and keep those. I, I don't know if he's going to have, a, you're going to see a huge giant increase in ratings, but I think he won't, I think they won't go down. I think that he'll keep them at the steady level that they are right now maybe maybe they gain a few thousand maybe they lose a few thousand but it's not going to be something that plummets i have faith that i think cody rhodes can carry that company on his back the thing is though will there be enough heels that you could feed them that are of interest that's the point that's so, the true that's you've got, absolutely you got 70 wrestlers right now competing over the weekend seemingly are any of them really really is exciting or interesting does that get people's interest enough to where they will go ahead and tune in on a regular basis we'll find out we'll find yeah. out if the mm-hmm. if the wab storylines can go ahead and, and complement each other to that but the women's side my friend as we continue with the state of pro wrestling for 2023 you've got charlotte flair versus rhea ripley from the judgment day and then also oscar versus bianca belair with bianca belair holding the title 
I think, again, you have a situation where Bianca Belair is held of the year. I just think that the buildup for this match has not been very good. As you know, I'm a big Asuka fan, but Asuka in this new persona is not the best. I'm going to say that. Look, it's not the best thing for her, I think. I think also the fact that they've taken the mic out of her hands is not exactly great either. Yeah, she she speaks a lot as far as in Japanese, but she has such natural charisma even when she speaks in her promos in, in Japanese that people are in tune to it. I think I'm not in love with this new character change that they made for her. But then again, if you didn't job her out like you did before, you wouldn't have had this situation in the first place where you needed to go ahead and refresh her character. Again, the buildup has not been great to this match, but I think just because, and I know Asuka's the favorite going in, just because of the fact, again, it comes back to the point you've had a champion for a year. You feel like the need to go ahead and take it off Bianca Belair. I'm not opposed to it all as far as taking the title off her and giving it to Asuka, but I just don't think it's the, the best lead up into a match with her. And then also as well with, between Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley, we've seen this match before and Rhea Ripley had a lot of momentum going her way with the judgment day, but it seems to have kind of stalled a little bit. And then I think Charlotte Flair and Asuka, Charlotte Flair will retain and Asuka will win. That, those are my predictions, although I'm really close on either. It's going to be close. I don't know. I don't know exactly. I would not make either of them a heavy favorite on either of these matches. I do like the refresh for Asuka. I do. I like the different look. And I think that that's the reason why she will become the champion at WrestleMania. I think that they've, they've invested some time. Not, not, not enough time. I will no. say that straight up. But they've invested some time in this new character. Um, you know, and, and you're probably going to hear me say this when we get to AEW. How awesome would it would have been if they would have done like they did back in the day where Asuka's been gone for a little bit. They do those vignettes. They got away from doing that. Now, and, and other companies have gotten away from doing that. But those, you know, those cool, and WWE was great at it. They have the production team to do it. She's gone. Hey, start teasing every episode of Raw that she might be coming back. She's coming back. She's coming back. Think about how how much that would have helped with that new character. Yeah. But they get away from it. They don't do that. And I I think that I agree with you uh, for this match totally. I think Asuka has got the new look. So they say, yes, we'll put the belt on her. Bianca Belair's had the belt for a while. I see that happening. I have to be honest. I also agree with you when it comes to Charlotte and it comes to Rhea Ripley. I think that one's too close to call. They're both I, they're both toss-ups to me. I think they're both toss-ups. I, I could see them going either which way. Well, I could see that, you know, the, the way that they have presented uh, Charlotte Flair, you know, last night talking about her, her father and talking about, you know, some of the, uh, the, the troubles that, you know, that she has just like anybody else. And then talking about her career, I thought that they've done a, a pretty decent job with that. I think that I, I'm going to go that I think Rhea Ripley is going to get victory i think that that will give her an opportunity i think to kind of shine on her own get away from you know the judgment day especially finn balor and damian priest i would not even be opposed that we get you know since you're now doing dominic and ray let's let dominic kind of go off on his own as well and kind of you know see where the judgment day falls in terms of popularity in that I love that though. Dominic, I'm not exactly thrilled as a wrestler to see him. He's he's okay as a wrestler, but as this chicken heel, uh, I love that when he was doing he was taking a move, he was taking a finishing maneuvers from somebody and he screamed mommy at when he was doing it. And that I love. He's embracing that role. But we'll get to the Mysterials in a second. <laughs> but uh, I just think both are toss ups. I think both are toss ups and they were go go either which way. So I don't say I, I can't say you're wrong on that, but uh, it, yeah, when it comes to the women's matches, they still got to unify the titles, my friend. Still yeah, they, and I will say that I will say that to my dying day. If they don't, if they unify the men's, unify the women's, and then they unify the tag titles, they unify the women's side. I don't know, I don't get it. I just don't get it. How every other major title is unified except for the women's title. I, I just don't get it. I'm I'm sorry. I'm just not with it. But also on the card. Here as we continue with our state of pro wrestling for March 2023. It's our WrestleMania preview right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. 
it is the battle of mysterios my friend which finally came about this is when we taped this it just happened here in las vegas it's so funny because i was telling people that within the span of maybe a quarter mile you had wrestlemania wwe smackdown at the mgm garden arena and then over the freeway you had taylor swift in concert staking out the uh, Allegiant stadium here so the future home of wwe pay-per-views there so i will say this though my friend when it comes to the mysterios ray mysterio finally had had enough dominic has finally become the chicken heel enough where he went off on his mom and his sister and you know ray said enough's enough and you know <laughs> no, so funny. No. these family abuse stories <laughs> are usually good but is it wrong for me to say that when we cheer a father hitting a son even though it's a work punch yes is, is that wrong is that kind of weird in a way i say no because it's in the context of pro wrestling you know okay. i mean you know we we've cheered we've brother or we've cheered we've cheered former soviets that you know have changed their their mind just because somebody has a car accident we were actually never soviets in the first place but that's okay that's okay you know we accept a lot as pro wrestling fans you know yeah yeah that's true that's true but your thoughts on the mysterials Ray Mysterio Jr. is getting inducted to the Hall of Fame, which is also, again, conveniently part of the storyline in this. Your thoughts on this, my friend, because do you elevate Dominic Mysterio, who I don't know how far you could take him because, you know, he he's not as athletic as his dad because he's bigger, he's taller, but he's not as, uh, I guess, uh, imposing as some of the other top superstars. So you, I don't know exactly how far you get him over. Let's say he does beat his dad and gets the momentum from that. How, where do you take it with for here with him? Because you can't, it's not like you can really uh, see him as a believable top tier champion as of yet. He may find a, his gimmick and he may find a, a time where you can push him and somehow get him to the top. I don't see it as of yet. I may be wrong on that. Your thoughts on what you do with the battle of the Mysterios. Again, I agree with you. I think that Dominic is not at that point where he can be standalone and do his own thing. But on that point, I just said it a little bit ago. I hate to say it, but it's the old adage, throw him in the deep end of the pool and see if he can swim. I think that um, he's gotten better. Gerald, I mean, when he first started, he was awful. Let's just yeah. not mix words. He was bad. Yeah. Um, and, and he's I think gotten, he should have spent more time in the Indies, personally. I I agree as well. I agree wholeheartedly. Or or put him in NXT. Yeah, I agree absolutely. But he he's gotten better in the ring. He's still not at the level of his father. He's still not at the level of many of the superstars in the WWE. He can't. He's the, just not as athletic because he's his. You know, Rey Mysterio. One of the best attributes about him is his size, and it's always been his size because he's been able to go ahead and do things not many other humans do because of the fact it's his sheer size as compared to other wrestlers has been able to allow him to be so nimble and be so athletic and do so many different things there's no way his son who towers above him about what three four five six inches more and weighs 30 to 40 50 more pounds than he does that's that that's that's unfair to ask right but i think that he's come into his own with this character i think that the storyline personally I feel like the storyline with with Ray and Dom should probably come to an end here at Mania, and then let let them go whichever way they they're going to go. I don't see, and I don't think that there's going to be the apologetic finish to that match where whoever wins, whether it's Ray or Dom, then they hug in the middle of the ring and they say they're sorry and blah 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 blah. I don't see that happening. I think that's weak. I would unless not unless do that. Dominic turns on him again, right? Exactly. And, and, and I, I, I'm not a fan of that. I really would much, like I said, much rather see, let's throw you in with somebody, I don't know, maybe a, a Dolph Ziggler, you know, for a couple of months, see, you know, cause Ziggler can get a pretty good match out of anybody. See if we can't do something there or, or somebody else. I'm just spitballing ideas, but let's get Dominic out on his own and see what potential is there. You're listening to the pop culture cosmos. Don't touch that dial. Wait, 
Do, do people still use dials? Action Figure Adventure is back with Season 2, and we're going further than ever before. Checking out more toy stores than ever before, and seeing more incredible, iconic, and noteworthy pieces than you could possibly imagine. Once again, Jay grapples with how to build the ultimate action figure auction to support critically and terminally ill kids in need. Along the way, we'll chat about Holy Grail figures, perfect action figures, and showcase some incredible toy collections. Action Figure Adventure Season 2. I think Dominic is going to win, personally, uh, using the tights, something nefarious on his dad that will get him win. Because, you know, Ray in real life would have no problems putting over his son. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah the, absolutely. Without yeah, question. So, yeah, so there's there's no problem. At, you know, if he could put over L.A. Knight, he could put over Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> Actually, twice, I think he's put over L.A. Knight. But I want to say this, though, that the Battle of Mysterios has probably been one of the better storylines in the wwe in the past year so i think that i'm glad like you are that there will probably be coming to a head at wrestlemania and i think like you said it's just it needs to be done and over with it should not linger if it does linger then it's going to get stale right and and look we inevitably know what's going to happen i mean i think that we all can tell that somewhere down the road i don't know when maybe SummerSlam, maybe at the survivor series maybe maybe not till next year we know that the Judgment Day is going to turn on Dominic. We know that. Yeah, but, and then uh, Ray Mysterio is going to come comes out, back. hug, yeah. yes. That's yes. why I'm saying we you hold that off for a while. You don't do it at Mania. Don't, you know, whoever wins, there there should be, I agree with you, there should be some dirty tactics. Or let Ray go over, and, and then that's kind of sticks in the craw of Dominic, and you can play with that if, if he's going but off. I don't to, want to see a series of house show matches with ray and dominic that's not yeah well who you know, says that they're uh, gonna do house show matches well you know well that's the thing usually if you have that type of finish between two competitors you're gonna see wrestlemania rematches all over the house show, tra- house show trail you and i have seen that before as far as the next two three months after that so i'm hoping we can avoid that but we'll see with the battle of mysterios I really think, though, that, you know, if it was me and it was my kid that, uh, you know, I, I had the choice, I would I would definitely say, you know what, I'm going to put you over. And oh. uh, I want to see if I can try and further your career because my career being inducted to the Hall of Fame has already been made. So, yeah, I agree. we'll see I from agree. that. My friend, though, after this, <laughs> it doesn't get great. The Intercontinental Championship triple threat match, Gunther versus Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. They're going to try and recreate the match at the castle, mm. the great match between Gunther and Sheamus. But adding a new element in there, Drew McIntyre, that doesn't always make it better. Sometimes it takes away, even though Drew McIntyre is not a, a bad wrestler at all. He's had great matches himself. I just think sometimes when you overthink these things like they are with this triple threat match, it ends up detracting instead of enhancing. I think it's a bad idea to try to recreate what you did at the castle. Which I, is what they're doing. Right. No, it, you're absolutely correct on that. And and why this couldn't have just been a one-on-one match, I don't understand. I don't understand why they could have just said, okay, it's Sheamus versus Gunter or Gunter versus Drew and find something else for the other person to do. I, I agree with you. I think that this is going to get very convoluted. It's going to get really sloppy. They're going to try to beat the, the the crap out of each other like they do, you know, like they've done in the past. And I just don't think it's going to work when you have a three-person match where you're going to try to be that hard-hitting. I think something something's not going to click, and it's going to be a stinker of a match, unfortunately. The U.S. title will be on the line in opening night for match one, for opening night one, and that is Austin Theory versus John Cena. John Cena, we all know in this match, is probably going to do the job once again because he's got really nothing left to prove. And he's got really just, it's just a name, just John Cena just being there just to see if he can draw some fans in there. But you know, he's going to be on a jet plane by the time the final match is played and he's going to be jetting off to whatever movie set he's going to be on. But will this really get Austin Theory into a place? Because the future, people have been trying hard to at least the WWE has, you know, it, 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 behind the scenes, I'm sure, trying to parallel him with MJF, trying to get him in that same arc as MJF, as far as seeing his young heel 
that maybe people are starting to really dislike, but still supposedly has enough talent to get over. We've always talked about Austin Theory as a theory of being someone that maybe can lead the company down the line. Your thoughts on this? Obviously, this is done to go ahead and see if John Cena can put over Austin Theory to try and get him more over with the public. I'm not sure that he'll ever reach that status that we've seen now from MJF. Your thoughts on Austin Theory versus John Cena? Well, I think that, yeah, obviously, I think we all They're know trying Austin hard Theory. for him to be the WWE's version of MJF. They are. They. I, I definitely would absolutely agree with you. And I think that that's part of the problem with Austin Theory is I think that you need to let him look. We all kind of know that MJF has a little bit of free reign in AEW mm-hmm. to, to kind of say what he wants to say and do what he wants to do. And I think that that's not the case with Austin Theory in the WWE. So I think if you want to push him to that next level, you want to see what he can do. You got to let go of the reins a little bit. All right. Creative's got to maybe not push him in certain directions. Let's just see where things go. Obviously. I mean, it's pretty, I mean, no one's going to be shocked by the fact that John Cena is going to lose to Austin theory. But my question would be is how is he going to lose? Because to me that will tell how much faith do they have in Austin theory? That, to me, I think right there, how he goes over on John Cena, that's going to be the barometer to, does this guy have, or do they have faith in him? Do they have Do they have faith in him? Because I would think that, as I mentioned earlier, Cody Rhodes, I feel, can carry that, that, that company on his back. I'm not so sure that Austin Theory can, even though he would be a great opponent for Cody in those first few title defenses. I don't know if Austin can carry the, the, the workload that, that Cody can both on the mic and in the ring. I'm, I'm not convinced of it either. I, I think that was one of the things we saw with MJF is that, okay, he's so great on the mic, but can he carry it on the big stage in the ring? And after those matches with CM Punk and obviously the last match he had, which was an incredible match with him and Brian Danielson, I think that that question has been answered as far as MJF. We, I, I don't think that Austin Theory as of yet is at that level. We still, we don't see him as the way we saw MJF rising to the top as far as that's concerned. Not as of yet, but I really think he's going to get the win over John Cena. I don't think there's any question that there's no reason to put John Cena over. Mm-mm. No reason at all. So, no. But one of the things I want to ask you, though, is with the rest of the overwhelmingly exciting card, and I'm not exactly thrilled when I say that. <laughs> Uh, hell in the cell match edge versus finn balor does this excite you at all well i have to be honest uh because i know you're 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 kind of an edge fan over the years i've I've sensed a little bit here. well i have to be honest i kind of forgot that this match was even on the wrestlemania card oh my (laughs) god that tells you that tells you my interest level because i plum forgot that it was even on the show look i i think if they I think they need to probably end this and have, again, much like I've said with Dominic Mysterio, with, with Rhea Ripley, I think they need to end this, move on, let Finn Balor get the victory over Edge, have uh, Finn and Damian Priest maybe compete for the tag team titles, do something different because I think that this is getting stale as well. Is How many times, you know, that... Edge has come back to to attack the Judgment Day, and then and then it seems he's gone for a couple of weeks and comes back again. And it's to me, it's getting a little bit repetitive and a little bit boring. Brock Lesnar versus Omos. Any interest there? I mean, it's I guess you got to justify Brock Lesnar's paycheck somehow. And I see an easy squash win for him against Omos. I don't. Almost as someone who they could have really done a lot of good things with initially, but they kind of present him in the wrong fashion. Then they kept him away from TV, and now they've tried to bring him back as this monster heel. Your thoughts on Brock Lesnar versus Almost? I'm not exactly thrilled to see it. I think this is something that probably would normally be on uh, WWE Raw or a SmackDown. This is something I think that if you give more than four minutes to, I think you're not doing yourself any justice. I am actually interested in this match because I really? want to see I want to see how Brock Lesnar handles being in the ring with somebody that maybe is not as talented as him, maybe is not as athletically gifted as him. I'm curious about this match. Now, again, I also hope 
as what you just said, it goes four minutes, five minutes most. I have a bad feeling that they're going to let it go eight to 10, and that's going to be disastrous. If they keep it short, I think that it protects both individuals. I'm curious to see what Brock can get out of almost. So this one's – maybe it's more of a morbid curiosity, we'll say, well, for we, this match. I think they should have gone back to Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. I think they should have continued that. Uh, I know that there was an illness involved with Bray Wyatt, uh, you know, reportedly. Uh, there's an illness involved with Bray Wyatt, which is the reason why he's not there at WrestleMania, battling against Brock Lesnar. Excuse me, Bobby Lashley. But I think that right now it's just, you know, I, I, I don't know. I think that was probably the better way to go. But then again, this is the what they're doing, so we're gonna have to do. You know, we're just gonna have to check it out. Well, and and let's talk about you know there was the rumors of Lashley and Wyatt, and then you know it's come out that he's not he's under the weather or whatnot. He's dealing with some issues. I had also read you know a few weeks ago, L.A. Knight, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and I think that that rumor has kind of cooled off quite a well, bit because Austin said on the record he has never been asked to do anything in this regards. He hasn't even been invited wow. to this year's uh, WrestleMania. He actually uh, has been interviewed in the past week and said, "Yeah, I've not been asked to do anything in WrestleMania," and uh, which is sad because I would have loved to have seen Steve Austin participate. But he said he's pretty much done as a wrestler. Of course, you know when the paycheck flies and the zeros come out, maybe that's changes, but. We'll see. We don't even see Undertaker on this. You know, Undertaker's there doing a one-man show. He was actually in Las Vegas last night doing his one-man show, and he'll be in Los Angeles doing a one-man show. So we'll see as far as uh, him participating at all in WrestleMania. But also on the card, my friend, we've got Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul. You know, this this attraction that gets people going, gets the social media going, gets the people that are not normally fans that are into Logan Paul into what they're seeing there. But Seth Rollins, obviously great technician. Logan Paul has been for a celebrity wrestler, really good. And I will say that. So I think of the underneath card matches, this one I think will shine the most. I agree with you a hundred percent. My big concern is when you're finished with this match, is Logan Paul going to disappear again? Because I feel like this guy's never going to get the momentum that he needs or deserves if you keep just doing what you're doing right now. He comes well, that's back. That's him thing. That's his decision too. Well, but, you, okay, granted. But I think that, you know, you, I don't want to say it. You can't, I can't imagine that there's not somebody like Triple H going, hey kid, listen, I know you want to take some time off, but. Look at the momentum you're getting here. Yeah, but he's got all these other things. He's got his toes in a lot of different waters, mm. which is kind of funny because, you know, they, they ask all their wrestlers in the WWE that you can't dip your toes in other waters unless we allow you to. Mm-hmm. Yet Logan Paul, who has all these outside things going on, can come in, do what he <laughs> needs to do. And then it's, it's, it's very hypocritical, in my opinion. I agree, but I just feel like He's going to be a sideshow. He's going to be an attraction unless they get him to commit to being around for a few months. And then we, again, it's it, just what I said with Dominic Mysterio. Let's judge and see how much talent does this guy have that warrants us writing that, that big giant check. Well, we'll see what happens, my friend. One of the things, though, I want to finish out here, and it is the state of pro wrestling. It is WrestleMania 39 preview. And the rest of what I've got left for you, my friend, is the Trish Stratus, Becky Lynch, and Lita versus Damage Control match, which I think they should have just kept as a tag team title match because there is the fact that Becky Lynch and Lita are the tag team champions. But hey, bring Trish Stratus, an all time great, back into the mix along with Damage Control. Damage Control, that shine has been worn off. Uh, they've been doing a lot of favors for a lot of people lately and they have not been winning anywhere. So I don't expect them to win here. Your thoughts on this match or if any, I know it's not going to be a very long match as well. I think maybe give it eight to 10 minutes. I think as far as the best, but I, I just don't see damage control winning because damage control, I think as the, all the shine and all the, the, the great things that you, you promised that you saw, has unfortunately gone and left. Well, I was also confused watching SmackDown last night why we were having this tag team four-way 
matchup and i'm like it's to get people it's to get rest i know i know but i was like this this doesn't make any sense because number one all of these teams are like thrown together tag teams with the exception of baszler and and rousey and i was like rousey's arm injury because she had a broken bone in her arm so she was very tenuous on being able to participate and you'll see about how much that arm is going to favor as far as how much she will participate in that match so I think uh, this match is the best way to have her on the card yet cover for an injury that she has because you're going to have to rely on the other three teams plus Shayna Baszler to go ahead and get you by. Yeah, I just felt like the the tag team title match would have been better than this. Oh, and I agree with you. Team. Yes, and, yeah. and then that would have made sense as to why we're doing this as because I was very confused as to, well, do they get a title shot? Do they not get a title shot? And the same for the men. I mean, they have that men's four-team tag team match as well. And I was also like, well, where's the storyline here? Like, I don't even understand why we're having this match. So, I'm assuming the, they will get a title shot the next pay-per-view. Whoever or maybe is. Monday at Raw. Yeah. That could possibility. be could yeah. be a possibility. But yeah, you and I both see this as just guys and gals being filled up for the rest of the card, getting a payday. But I think also in the case of Ronda Rousey, I think it was also the fact that she is covering up for an injury, and that's probably the best way to camouflage her, yet still have her on the card participating, is when you have six other wrestlers and your own teammate going ahead and covering for you. I think that's why they just didn't want to do the title match between those two and Lita and Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. You're listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos. If you're in the Las Vegas and Henderson areas and are looking to buy, sell, or trade the best in classic or current video games and pop culture collectibles, there's no better place to go than Retro City Games. From Xbox to PlayStation, Nintendo to Atari, the great crew at Retro City Games provides the best place to go for all your gaming options. Stop by their two awesome locations in Henderson and also the Las Vegas Strip or follow Retro City Games on Facebook and Instagram for all the latest deals and new items. Without a doubt, there's no better place to go for your gaming needs than your friends at Retro City Games. But once again, it's WrestleMania 39. Hopefully you've enjoyed our preview. But before we head on out, my friend, on the state of pro wrestling for March... 2023 i want to go ahead and cover the other major company that's around in the united states aew although a lot of things going on in triple a new japan a lot of stuff going on there as well obviously the fact that they go, want to go ahead and really do some good stuff here in the united states i like the fact that they are doing a little bit more and more and more here in the united states it's always good to see but with aew Still pretty much where they were at this time last year, about a million viewers. They are adding a third show here in the not-too-distant future to AEW, which, again, with the number of underneath wrestlers that they have, I think would be beneficial for them as another way of showcasing them to see if any of them have the breakout potential that they do. One of the things, though, I'm not exactly thrilled with is I've just realized this with the fantastic, Kenny Omega versus El Hijo del Vikingo match, which a lot of pro wrestling fans, they have heard of El Hijo del Vikingo and how great he is, but had never actually had a chance to see him on any kind of stage. And we did get that chance to see him, and he delivered this past Wednesday night. But when I see him, or I see a rush, or I see a commander, or I see all these other wrestlers that come to AEW, they seem to be really quick to go ahead and put them on a showcase match and then have them lose. And then they put them down to the middle card. And then that's pretty much it. My, I'm torn. I love seeing them in these matches against Kenny Omega versus El Hijo del Ficongo. Fantastic match. Where do you take El Hijo from here? He is the AAA champion still. But it seems like after that match, I'm just not as high on the other ways that they do these things with all these visiting wrestlers or debuting wrestlers that they seem to promote and then they just go ahead okay we're done with you now we're just going to go ahead and put you in the mid card well this is what i said about asuka how awesome would have this match been 
I mean, it was great. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it was it was a showcase of some athleticism that is unparalleled to to anything I've seen recently. But how much better would it have been if we would have had those vignettes? You know, Vakino is coming. Vinkino is coming. You know, like like showing him doing workouts, doing you know training. Triple uh, A footage. Triple A footage or GCW footage or whatever, because he's worked some GCW shows. How much better could you have just waited three or four weeks before having this match? Because to me, it seemed like the match was just thrown together like two weeks ago. I heard about it. Oh, hey, it's going to be in Independence, Missouri. It's blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, and that goes into the booking that we've complained about with AEW for a very long time is that the yeah. booking is inconsistent. The booking, it doesn't make sense. You have too many people on a roster. Let's just yeah. be honest. That's the other problem. I mean, how do you, you know, you booked Orange Cassidy, but you forgot about Keith Lee. And then fans are going, well, why didn't you book Keith Lee? Well, because, you know, and it's been, and then three weeks later, you know, you have the acclaimed on a show. Like there's just so much, so much time is elapsing between when you see people. It's, I don't know. They, they really got to do a better job of this. Oh, in your refrigerator, there's a milk carton. And I think on the <laughs> side of it is Miro on the side there <laughs> yes so i just wanted to make sure I, you, you knew that this past wednesday i didn't even know kip sabian was still around he was in have that six-man match have you seen me so yes <laughs> please call this number yes but so. it, it's just very disappointing to see how the, they've, they've got such talent there they've now have a huge roster and a lot of places to go ahead and showcase these individuals and they just, I'm not sure they're utilizing it correctly. They are doing some of the things that we asked for. They finally put MJF in a position to lead the company. Mm-hmm. Now that he's beaten Brian Danielson in a great match, incredible match. In fact, I probably, thinking about it, I don't know. Maybe I would put that match above what I saw with El Hijo Del Vikingo versus Kenny Omega. I don't know. I just, simply just great matches, both of them. So I'm going to have to probably toss that back and forth now that I think about it. But when it comes to what we're seeing in AEW, I really think that they've got, uh, they've just got, it's all helter skelter behind Mm -hmm. the scenes. But the problem is you've got this champion in MJF, you've got him as a definitive champion, yet you really don't have a whole bunch more individuals that you've built up that can actually are believable as champions that could, or could take the championship wave. You had one built in at Wardlow, and yet you've managed to go ahead and, and just really dull him out to an audience to now get people where he, they don't even really care as much as they once did for him. So if he tries for the title, we already know what's going to go happen, even though he definitively this time last year beat MJF in less than uh, what, three or four minutes a year ago. And then you have what's going on, you know, with all these, uh, what the John Moxley, Adam page deal going on and, some of these there's just no definitive future for aew as far as that i can see that that i really like well they're gonna go with the four pillars storyline which is fine but honestly i think that just from the eyeball test you're not gonna put the belt on darby allen sorry Mm. i mean he's a great character he's does death defying moves he's he's pretty solid in that ring but are you gonna put the the title on jungle boy no no, and not Sammy Guevara either. So they're going to start this little program, and fine. I'm sure there'll be some great matches, but ultimately, as fans, I mean, do we really get behind Jungle Boy? Do we really get behind Sammy and think that he's got a, an outside chance? He doesn't. Well, the thing is, this is, comes from the company that now has the guns as their title holders in the tag team. Mm-hmm. With all the great tag teams that they have there, that's the best you can do. Mm-hmm. really yeah really and then there's i don't know if what the uh, you know we did we taped this before the match between them and ftr with the supposed aew careers of ftr on the line i don't know if ftr is going to win the titles back or what have you but let's say they don't really <laughs> really for the guns well and but look i'll i'll be an optimist for a minute they are starting to do house shows so maybe Maybe that'll help some of these folks out. You know what I mean? Because they're not in front of the cameras. They can try to work out some new ideas or some so try to work on sharpening their skills a little bit. Maybe that'll help. 
granted, it's not going to help right now. It's going to be further on down the road, but you yeah. got to start somewhere. I mean, with Double or Nothing, which is their version of the WrestleMania, this is their big card every year. I don't see a definitive challenger. Oh, I'm sure that one will come up here in the not too distant future, but I don't see a definitive challenger for MJF that's going to draw you a huge number like a CM Punk, a Brian Danielson, or any of the number that was it, which I Moxley when he was super hot, what this time last year. They've created a situation where they just don't have a unique challenger that people are going to believe that can get over in front of a large audience. Wardlow, like I said, this time last year would have been a great opponent for MJF, but Wardlow flash forward this, you know, one year later is not going to get it done. Well, and then, and then you, you're stuck with what also they like to do is let's bring in somebody, you know, and I, and I'm just going to randomly pick names. Let's bring in a Tanahashi. What? Okay. Like I don't get me wrong. Tanahashi's awesome. And this is my example here, but <laughs> It, you are immediately you really put, put him to the mid card. You immediately put him to the <laughs> mid card instead of bring right. him up. Right, exactly. And the, and and even if it, you're really going to put the belt on him, I, I don't think that that's that passes the eye test either. With all due respect to him, but he's got commitments in Japan, so yeah. the booking is is been a problematic. It'll probably remain to be problematic until something big happens, and we'll just continue Gerald to sit here and scratch our head and go, why, why, why. <laughs> And that will be for another state of pro wrestling indeed. But once again, it is John Orlando from the PVD cast. Been sensational as always, my friend. You're, as we say in the business, you're carrying me to a great hour. So is it a Broadway? Do we do a Broadway? I think we did. I think we did a Broadway. As long as we don't do a Tupelo uh, concession stand brawl. I don't want to do one of those. No, no, no. But then I, because I'd be actually intentionally as a rib hitting you with all the mustard i'd be squeezing all the mustard and ketchup on you before i try to throw my work punches on you and go <laughs> right there with all the ketchup and mustard on you you'd probably you hit go. me back you probably hit me with a bag of hamburger buns i could tell oh, you yeah right. absolutely yeah. that would be my that would be my go-to <laughs> that solid whack of the plastic in the bun that just right there right right up against my face oh that would be awesome indeed but before we head on out my friend Please, it's that magic plug time. Please go ahead and share with everybody why they need to check out with your latest guest who is not a pro wrestling manager. That's correct. Uh, the PVD cast, which is available at pvdcast.com. But you got to admit that's the... a hell of a name when you... When you no, no it that is. It. That is. That is. Call um, it Devonshire the Third. <laughs> he sounds like he would be on uh, Downton Abbey. Yes. Yes. Um, anyways... Uh, as my, you mentioned, my, my wrestlers will go ahead and take care of your wrestlers at any point in time and will take all the championship titles because I am Colin Devonshire the third. <laughs> um, we will not soil our hands to take on your opponents because oh, you are beneath dear us. goodness, no, that you are not a worthy challenger. <laughs> but Colin is a uh, is a comic book creator out of Boston and he's created a really unique post-apocalyptic tale uh you know look i know that uh some people might might listen to the episode and go well i don't i don't know that sounds that doesn't sound quite like the walking dead because it's not it's something totally different it's it's a very unique tale you should check it out pvdcast.com and all of those major podcasting outlets and much like you mr gerald on croc radio out of british columbia as well so there's a lot of different places where you can find me at PVDcast, excuse me, over on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at PVDMVP, which is my personal handle. And with that, Gerald, thank you once again for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely, my friend. Always. And I look forward to our continuing conversations as we always talk about the state of pro wrestling, which is always an ebb and flow, my friend. Any last thoughts before we head on out? WWE selling sooner or later? Uh, I think maybe later. I, I I think that they're that we're gonna see summertime maybe possibly. Okay, fair enough. Well, you know McMahon's back in control. You know that means something for the WWE. Whether or not it's a good thing or a bad thing, I'll leave that up to you. But once again, it is John Orlando from the PVD Cast. He is not. 
Colin Devonshire the third. It is John Orlando from the BBD Cast. Please go ahead and check out what he's doing today at pbdcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. My friend, always great talking to you. Looking forward to our next state of pro wrestling coming up right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. Tangent Bound Network. Let your voice be heard. Tangentboundnetwork.com. Thanks so much for downloading the Pop Culture Cosmos and stay tuned as more great podcasts are on the way. Thanks again for listening to us here at the Pop Culture Cosmos.